welcome to the 15th episode of The Warrior's Cry. I'm James Edwards, your host. Now, this is a special episode uh, this time around. Um, I've been kind of convicted here lately of not actually um, having as many guests or as many episodes on. And so I figured I would take a few moments just to kind of share my heart and be transparent with you guys uh, who listen to the podcast. So uh, before I begin, just kind of uh, talking about what I wanted to talk about today, I just wanted to invite you to facebook.com forward slash the warriors cry. Um, you can like the page, you can comment, share, uh, whatever you like. Uh, I've been sharing some really cool uh, nuggets and thoughts on there. Um, and on my personal page, um, I've been getting some pretty interesting uh, conversations and debates over the weirdest things. So, um, yeah, so go to the uh, Facebook page if you'd like to kind of see uh, all of the stuff that's going on. Um, you can also go to uh, my uh, other friends and co-host podcast, uh, Fire on Your Head. That's Steve Bremner's. Um, he's a good friend of mine. He's also a co-host of uh, Warriors on the Wall. Um, and I just really want to support uh, anybody out there who has a podcast or has uh, any type of uh, music uh, artistry uh, in them. Uh, and the reason why is I really believe it's important that we as the body of Christ really support each other uh, in whatever ministry we've got going on, which brings me to the point of this podcast. I'm a jerk. I'm self-centered and... I'm only considerate of myself. Now, before I get into kind of why I want to talk about this, um, I'm just going to kind of go over why um, this has happened and why this realization has hit me. So I've been a believer for uh, almost 20 years now, actually a little bit more than 20 years. I got saved when I was 15, and uh, I've gone through a lot of... Uh, changes when it comes to my spiritual walk. Uh, I started out very legalistic and, uh, you know, I basically uh, told myself that I shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. And uh, as I got a little older, I started realizing that those things were only temporary. And uh, even though I may struggle with certain things, that's not the ultimate point um, behind my salvation. The point behind my salvation is Christ and Him crucified um, so that I may share in the inheritance of God Himself through Jesus Christ. But what I noticed over the last few years, and more so yesterday, um, was how self-centered and selfish I am. I've been on this message for a while, um, uh, teaching the commandments that Jesus taught to his disciples when they asked what the greatest commandments of them all were. And the greatest commandment listed in Scripture uh, was first, love your Lord God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I've gotten into so many debates over the last year or so about what those commandments truly meant. Those commandments uh, that other people um, contended were the first one basically pointed to the first five of the Ten Commandments, and the second one pointed to the last five of the Ten Commandments. And I basically argued that that wasn't necessarily the case, um, but that 
the um, two laws or the two commandments that Jesus gave his disciples uh, when asked what the greatest commandment was, was essentially um, fulfilling the entire law and the entire word of the prophets. Now, the word of the prophets and the law weren't the same thing. Now, I'm not as versed on all of this as some of my cohorts out there, but just kind of my thoughts behind that, the whole point of it is that everything that we do, as long as we do it while loving God and we pursue our neighbor um, while loving God, um, essentially fulfills the entirety of the Old Testament. So later on, and this is what really blew my mind, while talking to a good friend of mine, Anthony Golden, um, and uh while talking to him, he basically said he was going to throw a wrench in my theology there, and he really did, and it really blew my mind. He said that later, um, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he said, a new commandment I give to you, love each other as I have loved you. Now consider that for a moment. Love each other as I have loved you. Now, I will put all of the verses that I mentioned uh, in this, in my uh, show notes for this week. And I really need to keep up to date with my show notes because, to be honest, I'm not um, very organized. I'm horrible with organization. And that is one of my most difficult um, things. I'm, I'm horrible at time management. I'm horrible at um, keeping up with things. So I need to get back on track with doing my show notes. Um, but I will put all the verses, uh, in the show notes that I mentioned. Um, let me go ahead and grab a pen here. Now, normally I have a pen sitting right here, like the whole time I'm talking, but I never really use it, but I'm going to use it this time. So, um, we're going to basically, uh, put all those verses in the notes and, uh, just want you to kind of study for yourself because I'm not one who wants to tell you what I think and not give you the resources to actually discover and find these things yourself. Um, but while I was thinking about that, you know, Jesus commanded us and said that basically the entire uh, commandments, the entire law, the entire prophets are filled with the love your God as your uh, love your God with all your heart, mind, body and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, over the last few months, I've actually had the realization that I don't really love myself all that much. And that's something I struggle with, to be honest. I have a hard time feeling like I fit in, and I have a hard time feeling like I belong. And sometimes I come across as a know-it-all, and I don't mean to. Um, and this is basically me being transparent. This is not me having all the answers. This is just me having a discussion with you, my listeners. And uh, so I realized how much of a jerk that I am and that I don't love myself. So how can I love others as I love myself? Well, that's quickly answered by what Jesus told his disciples later, love each other as I have loved you. Now, how hard is that? How hard is it for us to love each other as Jesus loved us? Just let that sink in for a moment. So, my struggle is, is that 
when I look at other people, I find that, and, and I'm just being honest, I, I find that when I look at other people, I find what usefulness they have to me and how that usefulness will help me as I grow. But I don't ever consider how am I useful to someone else. And I also don't consider whether or not my love for someone else is based completely off of their usefulness or mine. Um, I posted that on my personal Facebook uh, one time, and there was a huge debate that raged out of that and, uh, and basically saying that, you know, that if you love someone, is it just because they're useful to you or is it just because? Now, the just because part, I, I, I would love to be able to love someone like that. I mean, I, I would love to be able to love someone without regarding their usefulness to myself. But Jesus loved us just because. He didn't love us because we're useful to him. We're not useful to him. We have no purpose other than just the fact that Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. Think about that for a moment. Jesus loves us. Now, some people will just say that as a canned response. And they'll say that, you know, and they really believe that Jesus loves us. But then they'll turn around um, with the same mouth and they'll speak curses over someone else. And, you know, and I even had a, a podcast back in December where I talked about um, why, you know, the political issues such as LGBT and abortion really matter in society. And to be honest with you, I'm starting to kind of change that perspective. I'm starting to change my mind. And it's not because I agree with homosexuality or um, one's right. To abortion, I, I, I still continue to think abortion is murder, and I still think that homosexuality is wrong. But, and I say that with a big but, that does not preclude myself from loving a homosexual as Jesus loved me. That does not preclude myself from loving someone who has had an abortion as Jesus loved me. So hear my heart behind what I'm saying. We speak blessings to God, but yet we turn around and speak curses to one another. We have a log hanging out of our own eye, yet we try to operate on our brother to remove the speck out of theirs. And quite frankly, that's disheartening to me. It's very disheartening to me. And the other realization was, while I was sitting, uh, waiting to meet a really good friend of mine um, that I haven't seen in many years, and, and the first time I saw him, um, I mean, well, this is the first time I saw him in a very long time, but um, the last time I saw him before the meeting that we had this weekend uh, was probably about 15 years ago, because his daughter was only about one at the time, and she's about to turn 16, and that broke my heart too because to be honest how can we lose relationships like that and how can we just lose touch and not even see see people that we love and care about for that long of a period of time i have another friend of mine who lives out in uh, illinois 
uh, a friend that I grew up with and that I love dearly that I haven't seen for a very long time either. The last time I saw him was probably about five or six years ago because he was driving through my hometown, so we met for breakfast. Um, But I haven't seen him in such a long time, and I really miss him, and I miss my friends. But I realize that I'm selfish and I am self-centered because when I look at people walking around Walmart or when I see people walking around somewhere, I don't consider what they're going through in their life. I don't think about it, to be honest, and I don't think most of us do. And and where it really all came to a head is, you know, there is several people that I go, that I have fellowship with in my church that I just really don't feel like they like me. And I know that I come across as a know-it-all. I know I come across as a jerk, and I don't mean to. I really don't mean to. And I wish people heard my heart. But one of those very people that I thought didn't like me, I got slapped upside of the head the other day because I realize that they have so much more going on in their life than I do. They have so much more going on in their life than I do in terms of what's going on in their personal life. Their personal life. And yet I don't consider these things. I don't think about these things. Why? Because I don't really have a reason to. While waiting for my friend that I haven't seen in 15 years, my wife and I, we went to um, the local outlet uh, mall uh, in Asheville, and we were just kind of sitting in the middle and on a bench. My leg was kind of hurting, so we just kind of sat there and I looked in the window of one of these stores and I noticed this woman just kind of looking around and I pretended to be in her head and I pretended to, to have the same thoughts that she had. I pretended to see the same things that she saw and to consider the same things that she must be going through. And I was convicted just like I was convicted with that friend from church that's going through so much. And I began to just consider the things that she must be going through in her life. Like, was she there getting clothes for a new job? Was she there getting clothes for her child who was about to start school? Was her finances in good shape? Or was she worried about these things? I realize that I think more about myself than I do about anyone else. And I realize that I'm worried about my own stuff more than I am anyone else. And I shouldn't worry for anything because, you know, Matthew 6 talks about um, if God clothes the field with grass, how much more will he clothe us? If he feeds the birds of the field and the fish of the sea, how much more will he take care of us and to make sure that we have our provisioning? We shouldn't worry or be anxious for anything. But what if... I wasn't really worried about myself or anxious about myself, but what if I was worried and anxious about someone else? What if I considered their problems to be higher than my own? What if I considered my thoughts to be less than everyone else's? And I say this with a genuine heart, uh, brothers and sisters. I'm really having a hard time with this revelation that I had yesterday that that I, I just... 
I completely and utterly um, lost myself in this. And I have been extremely convicted over this. The Holy Spirit has really just been convicting me because I, I'm selfish. I'm unaware of how selfish I am. And this year, I've been on a mission to be generous to people that I run into. I've been on a mission to, to give money where when someone asks me to give money, I've, I've been doing all sorts of stuff. And I'm not going to go through a list of things that I've done this year in terms of money because I don't think that that's important. I'm not going to let my right hand know what my left hand is doing. Um, but to take it at face value, I have been extremely generous this year, way more than I ever have in my entire life. And this is not a testament or a glory to James Edwards. This is a glory and a testament to Jesus Christ who has made sure that my provisions and my bills have been paid even when I'm making less money this year than I've made in the previous years. My bills are being paid even when I have more of them. Because of my stupidity and my selfishness. So, what I'm trying to get across in this episode is that we all need to consider each other higher than ourselves. Paul wrote that in Philippians. Um, I can't remember the exact verse, but I'll put that in the show notes. But we need to consider um, others as higher than ourselves. Um, we should think about what others are going through before we think about ourselves. And I know how hard that is because, you know, numero uno, I guess you could say. I am number one. I am the one who thinks about myself. If there was a national tragedy, I would consider myself before I would anyone else. And I preach unity in the body of Christ. I preach unity in the church, and yet I don't consider what others are going through to even be able to achieve that unity. I don't think about anything else or anyone else. I just think about myself. I think about my work schedule. I don't think about how I can bless others. I think about how they can bless me. And I'm just being completely honest with you. I'm not trying to get your sympathy. I'm not trying to get your um, concern. I'm just trying to lay it all out here because I want to be a better person. I want to be a better man of God. I want to leave the world better than I found it. I want to be able to, in my flesh, leave some type of legacy behind that, you know, perhaps this skin suit that I've been wearing so far for 37 years and hopefully for several more years, might somehow have some type of impact on the body of Christ that might be spoken about in several hundred years, several thousand years. Is my impact on the body of Christ going to be that? Should I even care about that? Because there again, that's selfish. That's self-centered that I'm thinking about myself more than I am anyone else. I'm thinking about what legacy I'm going to leave on the church instead of helping others achieve their legacy. Instead of helping others achieve 
their vision instead of helping others achieve what they feel like they're supposed to be doing. And this is not, this is completely unscripted. This is just me talking. Um, and, and I know that I am horrible about ums and uh and uh, I know that there's a lot of moments of pause and and things like that in this episode alone. And even when you listen to uh, Warriors on the Wall, um, there's a lot of uh, issues with that. I, I go off on tangents, things that I don't really know about, but I talk about them. So there again, I come across as a know-it-all. So I challenge you, brothers and sisters, I challenge you to consider each other. Consider what other people are going through. And this is also a challenge to myself because when I put this out here, I'm opening myself for all to see. Whether a bunch of people listen to it or not, it doesn't really matter. But the few that may listen to it, the few that may listen to it will know James Edwards for who he really is. A selfish, self-centered, broken man. In my own righteousness, I am nothing. But in Christ Jesus, I am perfect. The fullness of the gospel, the fullness of the Godhead rests in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ rests fully and completely in me. And fully and completely in you, believers. So, I know that I've gone off on several rabbit trails and things like that. And I need to be better about organization. Because I really want to do more podcasts. And I'm probably going to start doing more of these solo podcasts. Just because of the fact that I'm having such a hard time getting guests on the podcast. And that I really should focus on developing and building the brand of the Warriors Cry before I can really hope to get more people on the podcast. I've had many, many great people on, such as Frank Turek and uh, Carlos Rodriguez and uh, Cesar Kalinowski and Dr. Michael Brown. And I've had some uh, more less-known ministers that I respect deeply, like uh, Mike Abbott and Pastor Nick Honerkamp and um, Pastor John Pelinero and I've had a lot of folks on the podcast and you know since I began this podcast it's been I've honestly changed my view on a lot of things I've changed my theology uh, really has grown and I've begun considering things more than I had before I hope that this message reaches the ears that it needs to hear, that needs to hear this message. I hope that anyone that listens is convicted by the Holy Spirit. Because when we're convicted by the Holy Spirit, we change. When we're convicted by the Holy Spirit and then the kindness of God wins us to repentance. Because he loves us so much that even in our self-centeredness, even in our selfishness, he forgives us. And 
here's another thing that I was thinking about the other day while watching a minister, uh, uh, John Crowder, on YouTube. He made a comment. He said um, that when Adam and Eve was in the garden and God came down to the garden looking for Adam and Eve and they hid, they hid because they were fear, they were afraid in their nakedness to be in the presence of God. He made a point, and I thought it was a very good point. They hid because they were selfish. They hid because they were self-centered. They hid because they didn't want a holy God who was kind and loving to love them when they felt disgusting about themselves. They wanted to be alone. They wanted to hide, and therefore they did. And I want to hide every day. I want to hide every day. I don't want God to see myself, me. I don't want God to see how selfish and self-centered I am. Then I would cover myself with, with leaves, fig leaves, and I would cover myself with, with something to keep God from seeing me. Although God is all around and all in and all around the universe can't contain him. The bigness of everything that we know is inside of him. Everything we know is inside of our God, our great God. And yet, we think we can hide. We think we can hide. And, and I think about the story of Jonah. And this came up in a comment the other day on a, a Facebook post. And, and I can't remember the specifics of it. But um, somebody had made a comment about how the guilt, that guilt wins people to repentance. Um, and it was something about, you know, white privilege or, or whatever. And um, he basically said that guilt wins people to repentance. And I came back and I said, no, guilt wins no one to repentance. Guilt may win um, someone to a shallow repentance, someone that may say someone something uh, that they're sorry for, but then turn around and do it again. Because no matter how guilty you feel, it's shallow. It's incomplete. And... I made a comment. I said, no, guilt is just shallow. I said, but the kindness of God wins people to repentance. And he made a comment, and he said, like Nineveh? And I said, no, like Christ, like Jesus. And my point was this. When Jonah had received the word of God to go to Nineveh to try and get them to repent, he was afraid. He was afraid, and he ran, and he wanted to hide, and so he did. He hid, but the thing was, he didn't realize in his head that God is so big that no matter where he hid, he was still inside God, and God knew where everything that was inside of him is, and he found him. And a great storm came across uh, upon the boat that he was in, and the sailors threw him overboard, and he was swallowed by a big fish. Now, 
most of the stories teach that he was swallowed by a whale. It really doesn't matter. It's all semantics, whether it was a whale or a big fish or a shark or whatever. It doesn't really even matter. But the fact was, according to the story, is that he was swallowed by a big fish of some sort. And he was there for many days until he repented. And he was threw up on a beach and he went to Nineveh and did exactly what God told him to do. But instead of fire and brimstone coming out of the heavens to destroy them, they repented and God showed favor on Nineveh. And so Jonah was so upset, he goes into the mountains and he, he basically strips naked and, um, and he begins to cry against Nineveh. And the point being that God was kind and gracious to them and they repented. They repented because he was kind and gracious. They didn't repent because they were guilty or that he that they felt guilty. And Jonah only repented because he was in the belly of a fish and he actually did what he was supposed to do originally. And had he gone from the get-go to Nineveh instead of running and hiding, first off, we wouldn't have had the story. But second of all, there would have been a different outcome. Like, how much more would the fulfillment have been in this scenario? And the other day I was walking through Walmart, and um, as I was walking through Walmart, I don't know if I can explain it as an out-of-body experience or, or what. I was just walking through Walmart, and I was just walking past a bunch of people, and all of a sudden I started hearing these voices in my head. Now, these voices weren't anything supernatural. These were the voices of everybody around me. Everybody talking about their, ca- their cares, their worries, what they were wanting, what they needed. I heard people talking about how they didn't have money and how they needed to get this or that. And I, I just, I got weak in the knees. Jesus said, the poor will always be with us. But yet we don't consider that we we think about ourselves and i know i've already hammered that point home i know i've already talked about that numerous times so um i'm going to begin wrapping up uh my conversation about this um i love you guys i really do and i hope that my heart that was revealed on this podcast um reaches you i hope you share it I hope others um, come to the warrior's cry so they can hear my heart and know that I'm not some knowledgeable know-it-all. I mean, I know a lot about certain things, but I try not to talk about things that I don't know about because I'm not comfortable talking about things that I don't know about. But I hope you share the podcast with your friends, your family, and um, which brings me to my final point that I'm going to throw out there. I've been doing this podcast for uh, a little over a year and a half now. And uh, my first podcast episode was in February of 2016. And um, and I haven't had as many episodes this year as I had last year because I was doing uh, the newness of everything was, was still there. And I was working really hard to get guests on the podcast. And, uh, and unfortunately, um, I've gotten lazy. And uh, even more unorganized when it comes to this. And um, 
But I got really upset because I've told a lot of friends and family about the podcast, yet not many of them listen. And yesterday I was talking to a brother of mine who told me this situation about the sister in church that I felt like didn't like me. And he made a comment. He said, it's not that he doesn't want to listen to my podcast. It's that he just doesn't have time. And see, I didn't consider that. I didn't consider that in my head because, once again, I'm selfish. And he said that if he had more time, he would love to listen to it. He'd love to engage with it. He just doesn't have the time. He's working 14, 15 hours a day. When he gets home, he spends the time with his family. And he's got a big family, his wife. Uh, and, and his wife already gives him a hard time because he, they don't see each other enough. And yet I'm getting upset because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Now, specifically, I don't get mad at him because I understand, but then I get mad at other people or upset rather, not mad, but upset that other people don't listen to the podcast because I feel like they don't love me. I feel like they don't care about me, and so they they don't want to participate in the things that I'm really trying to do. Um, and when he said that, it really made sense to me. It really pointed a finger directly in my heart, and just it hurt. It really hurt, and it convicted me. And that's another reason why I'm doing this podcast uh, today. It, it's because I feel selfish, and I feel self-centered, and I feel like I have done a lot of things wrong in my life by focusing more on myself than others. And so listen to the podcast, you know, the previous episodes, this episode, share them with your friends and family. Um, I want to grow the podcast organically. Uh, I don't want to beg for people to listen. If God really wants this thing to grow, it'll grow. Um, But finishing up, If you want to support me in this podcast endeavor, um, to be able to get more guests on the podcast, you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash the warriors cry. You can support us by a one-time gift or a monthly gift of a dollar or whatever you want to give, whatever you want to give helps to keep the podcast growing, um, and allows me to have some finances to be able to put together to get better guests on the program, um, people that you know want donations or whatever. I want to be able to support these people that I get on the podcast, that I take an hour of their time uh, or however long. I want to be able to support them. And usually what I do is I'll go out, if they're an author or whatever, I'll go out and I'll buy their book because that's the best thing I can think of doing to support them. Um, so I bought several uh, copies of Carlos Rodriguez, uh, simply sonship book. Uh, and it was autographed when I had Carlos, uh, or, um, Caesar Kalinowski on, I bought several of his books, but I want to be able to continue doing that. And I'd also like to pay them directly, you know, uh, because I think, you know, people that work in the ministry have a right to, to earn support and and to to receive seed for the time that they put into this thing but go to patreon.com forward slash the warriors cry if you want to support um and uh i love you guys i I love you guys so much and uh, i just i pray for you 
if you have any prayer requests or needs or concerns or anything like that, feel free to email me at thewarriorscry at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send me a message on facebook.com, uh, fa- facebook.com forward slash thewarriorscry. I would love to hear more about what you're going through, your struggles, your concerns, um, so that I can focus more on you and less on myself. I love you guys.